0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 426, on June 24th, 2017.
1: And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where we are cruising on the rails of a well behaved train. (laughs) I am Greg. (laughs) I am Jeff. (laughs) And uh, well behaved, that's how it goes. We have in front of us uh, some beers I brought from Philly, some beers that you brought uh, from wow. your vacation, yep. and we got some Dave beers as well. So, all, yep. all good. And a couple of these are beers from uh, out over yonder, beyond beyond the oceans. <laughs> beyond them, their oceans. Why don't we start with that one, actually? Because that's yeah. kind of, okay. I'm really intrigued by this one. I
0: can say for a fact that we have never done a beer beer on the show from iceland uh
1: and on the website it says are you of legal drinking age you have yeah or nay
0: <laughs> friend of mine just went on actually flying back today from their vacation. wow and uh posting like every night they would dump everything they did to facebook and
1: it looked like a lot of fun a lot of cool glaciers and stuff like that I mean. oh yeah like
0: every day they were out doing sightseeing of nature type things. Really beautiful countryside from what I've seen. I can't wait to meet up with
1: them after they get back and get the lowdown. down. So this is from Einstock. This is their Arctic Pale Ale, 5.6% alcohol by volume. Pale malt, crystal malt, chocolate malt, American and Bavarian hops. One thing they didn't do is much drinking because
0: beers are like 10 bucks a beer. Over there. Mm.
1: This was not $10, but uh, it's probably around four fifty or so. Very cool Einstock Yep Alright So this Brewed 60 could... miles south of the Arctic Circle Sorry
0: Okay that. Oh no It's a hazy orange
1: Watered head uh, So they actually Mentioned the hops Okay so Cascade hops Gave it American character They say Well Northern Brewer And Hillertal tradition Add just enough bitterness Triple hop for flavor and balance. A triple hop, just like uh, good old MGD Miller Light. Miller Light. We we had a discussion about that. I don't know if we had that on the show. No, I don't think it was on the show. Um, We will do that after this beer is done. So. I I smell hops Uh, I think it's a little bit of malt there too
0: yeah for me it's mostly malty there's a hoppy aroma you know straight off it reminds me kind of a Sierra Nevada pale ale on the aroma hmm
1: Where's the beer? <laughs> That's it. It's very,
0: very unassuming. <laughs> kind of hits your tongue cold and then just yeah. vaporizes away. There's a little uh, kind of a crackery malt flavor. Not very bitter. At least not in the first sip. We'll see if that grows.
1: We didn't have that long of a pre-show, so maybe it's just cold. But so I'm getting just a kind of bitter... Like a bitter cracker aftertaste, and that's kind of mm-hmm. it. I'm not really tasting much when I'm drinking the. Uh, when I put the beer in my okay. to my tongue, it just kind of I mean, I feel the texture of a beer there, but flavor wise, <laughs> yeah,
0: it it just tastes like a, a light, unassuming pale ale to me.
1: Unassuming is um, It's definitely one way to put Can't taste much Um, So this was
0: That's a heck of a life It was canned on February 16th And It's best before Does that say April 16th 2018 What? Is that what that says.
1: I guess it does. Wow, they they, <laughs> they expect these hops to fade—fifteen months,
0: fourteen months. It's an import, I guess. You got to yeah, I a guess yeah. Uh,
1: um, I can't really say much about the beer because I'm not really just t- tasting that much. It's mm-hmm. just it's there. And yeah. It feels more like an alcohol delivery system than, than taking interest in, in brewing in a, a beer that has good flavors in
0: there. So, or something that would... well, so, I mean, the flavors that are there, to me, are solid. They're good. They're unlike, we were talking in the pre-show, they just got back from vacation from Kelly's Island in Ohio and on the island there is the Kelly's Island Brewery, this touristy brewery that's only open a few months, you know, from you know spring to fall. And I didn't go last year. I figured I'd give them a quick check out this year, and mediocre beers that are overpriced. And their IPA, you know, it tasted like a poorly executed kit beer, or mm-hmm. you know, something with table sugar in it. You know, just the malt flavor just was atrocious, if not non-existent. And at least
1: this one, while light in flavor, has good flavors to it. it. I guess it doesn't have much of anything for me to like to latch onto. to. And if you look at their marketing speak, then th- this, this is ve- very hurt by their marketing speak here. right? So they say, <laughs> um, it can only be described as an Arctic Pale Ale, and it's truly one of a kind. Uh, they balance the three kinds of pots with pure ice water to create an ale unlike any other.
0: Technically.
1: Well, yeah, okay, technically all ales <laughs> are, are, are different. Even a clone beer is not quite like the beer it's <laughs> trying to do, right? So, but that's... Every yeah, beer is a unique Yeah. Flake. Well, when I see things like that, you know, the the a big example of, of when that came up <laughs> recently was when we did Wicked Weeds... Um, their IPA. Uh, pernicious. Pernicious, right. And they were, you know, they had lots of crazy marketing speak on their thing about how it'll change the way you've used things. And while I don't know whether it changed the way of viewed IPAs, it definitely was a very good IPA. Mm-hmm. This does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't judge on marketing speak, but I do hold it against companies who just over. who use it okay. in a. In a way that, that really overflatters themselves for, for making something that is, as far as I'm concerned, ordinary. I will say it's better than New Belgium's, uh, whatever that was. <laughs> don't even remember the name. That's how, that's how ordinary it was. I don't oh, remember the, the name. Day, day Tripper? Or day Tripper, right. Something
0: like that. That's the one that's sticking in Greg's crawl. Yeah. It brings up a, yeah, no orderly poor beer.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, the more I, you know, I was sipping it more, I taste more of the hop character. It's 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 coming across as a decent pale ale. Um, it needed to warm up a bit for me to really get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's, like you said, sort of Sierra Nevada-ish. It, it kind of has, now that I get to the end of it, I'm, I'm tasting more of what I've expected to taste when I first had a sip. What so, was that fried Twinkie you had? Maybe it was the fried Twinkie we had in, in the show. <laughs> Blame it on the Twinkie. It's all never
0: gone wrong there. <laughs> when has that not been a good game plan? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tell about the Twinkie. All right. What so- about the Twinkie? Yeah, it's a Ghostbusters movie. Okay, so you have a gigantic... It's, heavy, only, it's only a half gallon, but it's one of those steel. It's a steel walled, double wall thermal growler. Growler. So it's designed to keep drinks cold, keep your hot drinks hot, and your cold drinks cold. Mm-hmm. And it's from the brew kettle. Oh jeez, spilling it everywhere. It's called Le Hazy Mofo. It is a. Uh, northeast IPA,
0: whatever you want to call that style of beer, it seems like that's the big arguing point out. You know, whether your beer is craft or not, the next arguing point is what do you call a northeast IPA?
1: I like northeast IPA, I mean, I guess you can just call it hazy IPA. Um, there's a bunch of what other terms are there? Uh,
0: Northeast, New England, and hazy, hazier people trying to break the geographicity of it. Yeah. But I don't mind the geographicity because it's kind of an origin point.
1: Right. Just like you say, a West Coast IPA. Right. Yeah. You know, lots of,
0: lots of East Coast breweries can make a West Coast IPA. Right. Uh, and so I don't have a problem with Northeast or New England. i probably prefer New England the best.
1: But... Hell, we have one beer that we love called In... India Pale Ale, right? That's still in the name. Yeah.
0: Well, that, maybe that's why NE is better, right? Because it obfuscates the name with the abbreviation. <laughs> and NE Pale Ale, NE IPA, is that New England or Northeast? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Third base. So, don't have much info in here. I was only able to get like some stuff from Untapped. Uh six percent alcohol by volume, six point one rather right fifty IBU. Here I have a little bit of info from their menu. Uh we I mentioned the color of the last beer was a lot uh a lot less sort of golden than this. This is more golden, almost bronzish.
0: Do it like they do it in the Northeast. And uh it's a blend what they don't say. No real detail.
1: Tell some mango and pineapple on the aroma that mm-hmm. lends me to believe at the very least mosaic is in here. Right. Yeah, it smells...
0: It's really tropical. Mango. Passion fruit. It just smells... <laughs> it smells luscious.
1: It's cold in that thermos, but um, immediately right off the bat, a bunch of tropical flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, even when even when it's cold, uh, big pineapple, big mango, bit of passion fruit near the end. But when that bitterness yeah, comes you're out. right.
0: The pineapple does
1: really come through in
0: the foreground on the on the flavor. Yeah, the brew kettle is uh, brewing Cleveland Strongsville. And they uh, won second place a couple of years ago in American IPA for uh, White Raja. So they've have a rep of making good hoppy beers. And uh, if you haven't heard of them, now this is
1: not the haziest of
0: hazy IPAs. No, it, seen. it's not. It's not the cloudy white. Mm-hmm. Looks like yeast slurry. <laughs> I had one at Platform today. We stopped at Platform on the way back, and their their like main IPA is a northeast style hazy thing. Its name is I Love Beer.
1: I I really love northeast IPAs. They they have a lot of stuff going for them. Has what I expect out of northeast IPA a lot of big bright hops, fruity hops. Um, tastes pretty fresh. Good bitterness in the end without going overwhelming. The bitterness with the malt reminds me kind of of oyster crackers. Not too much, but a little bit of something extra besides Mm -hmm. just sort of Mm -hmm. saltines. Um, Good. Good. Sure is. I could drink a lot of this, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, the rest of the show is just drinking lazy (laughs) Gofo. Actually, that's the show. We're just going to go drink now.
1: Yeah. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) That's good. Really nice. Really quaffable. Right? Really just... mm, Yep. Goes down smooth.
0: Had a pint. We stopped at the Brew Kettle twice. (laughs) Once on the way out and once on the way back. The only reason we stopped the way back is because the kitchen was... Well, the food vendor at Platform was closing up right when we got there. So we just had a few beers at Platform and went over to Brew Kettle... And they wouldn't fill Lazy Mofo in a growler last Sunday on Father's Day, so I asked again today, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, we can fill it." (laughs) Just different people. Uh, The waitress said that they might have been having problems with the keg while it was pouring, or something might have been pouring too foamy, or something to fill a growler. All all right, right, let's get a palate cleanser. What do you say? Yeah, let's do it. Dave brought this beer with his recent visit to town. This is Casey Beer Company, Kansas City Beer Company. Uh, this
1: is their Dunkel, a Munich style beer. Beer spelled B I E R. Should mention yes. that. Um, oh, I should have said Bia. Bia. Casey Bia Company. Uh, Dunkel, or as I like to pronounce it, Dukele. Uh Means dark, they say, on their marketing speak. 5% alcohol volume, 18 IBU. It seems like these guys
0: focus on German-style beers. Mm-hmm. The other beer that they brought from them is a Hefe. Ah. Naturally carbonated, unfiltered, and decocted. And it is definitely not in bottle condition. There is big slurry of yeast at the bottom. Hopefully I poured the glass gently enough. A little cloudy on mine. Is yours clear or is it a little bit hazy? It's a little hazy.
1: Um, The first smell I had was was different. It was something that uh, reminded me, not the same, not the same smell, but it was like a related smell to something I remember from cleaning um, not quite, overwhelmingly filthy, but relatively dirty aquariums. Okay. But as it aired out, that has has gone away. So... I'm not smelling that myself. I'm smelling... I'm smelling more toasty stuff now, and...
0: Toasty, I might be getting a little bit of acetone on the aroma. Can't really tell for sure. I, I... yeah, I
1: think uh you're right there. It's definitely not as bad as most times. Right. But that may have contributed to the mm, aroma smelling. Now that you said it it's kind of all I can smell.
0: <laughs> this beer's about a month old, it was packed on five sixteen. Kind of estery. It's not. It's not a clean and multi like a a dunkel yeah, you'd expect.
1: It's way too carbonated. Way too carbonated. At first, get a lot of esters at front, and then there's a yeah. There's some sort of acetony thing coming at the end.
0: See, I'm not tasting the acetone yet. It's very estery. Has a bit of a almost like a heifer character to it. Mm. It's not coming across like a dunkel. No.
1: Me. Where's where's the dump bucket? Here, use this. Yeah. I was going to bring it, and my hands were full, and it's still in the bar. Ugh. Well, that, uh, that didn't turn out right. Can't judge that one. Got two other bottles of it. <laughs> well, I mean... Huh? <laughs> We're not gonna, I'm not going to pull them out now. Oh, okay. I mean, or do you want to? Well, either they're going to be good or or not, right? I mean, either they're yeah. going to all have the same infection or one is going to actually be um, worth trying. So I think we should pull it out. Okay. I, I, I will, uh, yeah, I'll take care of it. Here, let me see if I can. Well, Jeff is, uh... what are you doing? I'm trying to pause. You can do that? I don't know. Trying to get the backup recorder, but no, I, know, I can't, can't pause. Yeah, I didn't think you can. So I'll just, I'll talk about the beer while, while you, while it you going to go into the fridge. Um, so they say here, oh, let me just read the markings for to you. Malt flavors of toasted bread and hints of molasses, subdued bitterness, smooth finish, unexpected drinkability from a dark beer. A beer spelled B-I-E-R again. Um... Special German style beer using only malts, hops, water, and yeast. Again, they're doing Ryan Heinz Uh Pack on five, sixteen, seventeen. 17. So this is not old. Not old at all. So I don't know. What's the date on that one? Well, instead of having two bottles, I only have one bottle because
0: uh, it, the six-pack has a Hellas in it as well. I so. see. Three beers five same same
1: bottling date. Alright, well let's see if it was just that bottle. <laughs> Jeff is now pouring the beer. How how rare are we nor don't normally get to have a second chance with a beer. Someone pours clear. hmm I didn't pour
0: as close to the bottom. I probably left Three ounces in the bottle still Less to dump out if it is infected So it came out of the fridge And I'm so unused to drinking beers for the show right the fridge This thing feels like it's icicles (laughs) But it's still like 40
1: Yeah
0: Let's see It's currently 47 degrees So my beer fridge isn't that cold But it feels freezing
1: Not smelling acetone on this one.
0: No, this one's much more alive. Has a crisper malt flavor. Good redo. So far. Kind of get a real Munich malt aroma on this one compared Mm -hmm. to the last one, which was this Estria weirdness. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that uh, that, that tastes like what I was expecting. Yeah, the, the carbonation is a different place. It's not like right up front. It's more velvety. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to clean my tongue of the... Right,
0: right. It's
1: mm-hmm. so, okay. Yeah, toastiness. Toastiness, there, there's... <laughs>
0: yeah, so <clears throat> let's see. We're clicking on all cylinders tonight. (laughs) So with this one, I am tasting a nice Munich malt character up front. Because the beer is still cold for my palate, I'm kind of losing it in the middle. But in the end, it's coming through with kind of a lingering uh, toffee-ness or something like that. Which kind of hangs around for a bit. And then I get a little bit of astringent bitterness at the very end of the taste.
1: I think it's just from the, the malts they're using it. It's just giving some astringent at the end?
0: Yeah, probably. I mean I don't I wouldn't necessarily expect the malts
1: to get astringent at
0: the end. You know, that'd probably be something I would prefer to avoid in my dunkles. I'd like it to be a little bit clean at the end. You know, right after that kind of bread Bread crusty part falls off, that it goes straight into you know a nice, clean finish, as opposed to a straight into bitterness.
1: Yeah, but I can see if you're if you're going for a more American audience that's kind of used to pale ales and stuff like that, then they may expect yeah, a little bit of you want to it.
0: porterize your dunkel,
1: I guess. It, it's... I mean, here's the thing, right? They're, they're making red right high school beers, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to follow... All the tradition of... The label says Munich-style brown lager. Right, but it doesn't say... This is... I mean, I don't know. I
0: don't know. Everything I've seen with the KC Beer, B-I-E-R company, and the Hellas Weizen, and Dunkel, it seems like they're definitely trying to make traditional beers. Not if they're trying to make neo-traditional beers then they should do a better job inferring that they're neo-traditional
1: beers. Okay. I I, I see where you're coming from. I, I think it's still I think it's good. I think as long as you get a good bottle, you'll be fine. <laughs> Who knows what, what kind of yeah.
0: wheel you're spinning on that one. Under the cap it says we put the eye back in beer.
1: <sighs> I guess they did I guess they did. So Are we gonna go for the? Let's do the yeah.
0: Harveston, Harvestown,
1: Harveston, Harveston. Basically, it's the Scottish way of spelling Harvestown. Uh, Old engine oil, black ale.
0: So I mean, this is a beer from way back. I mean, this is kind of. I remember this being on the list of beers at Domenico's, which was like the original craft place here in Cranberry, which had, you know, a 100 stale and oxidized beers in their cooler. Mm. That you could try. And uh, that's what I thought several beer styles tasted like. Right. like. I thought of Scottish ale tasted like that stale, appley weirdness that I had from uh, Domenico's for a very long time. And I remember this one being on the menu.
1: So you never had it?
0: I don't think I've had this one. So they call it a black ale. They talk about how it's viscous, chocolatey, and roasty. And it mentions that it won Best Porter in twenty ten. Doesn't say where it won Best Porter, just that it won Best Porter.
1: <laughs> in inside the uh the Harvest Town Brewery competition. <laughs> Car's <reporter> competition, right? <laughs> Old Edge Oil, 6% alcohol by volume. Yep. Imported by B United.
0: And he's got a little mouse driving a Model T. Or some car that looks like a Model T.
1: So undo the top button of your press pits overalls, ease into the wing back, and roll out a rare taste of a truly great British beer. That's what they say.
0: All right, the aroma on this one is kind of a bit a mix of chocolate and 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 licorice. Yeah. It's already at a pretty good temperature. Licorice. It's a, uh, we're drinking at sixty point four, so take that down to about fifty eight, fifty seven. And what I mean by take it down is we're using this infrared thermometer, right? And it's measuring the very surface of the beer. And we've done measurements with a probe thermometer versus this, and take a, you know lower two to three degrees for like oh, the majority of the beer, four to five. The majority, actually what was it? Yeah. Okay. Four to five. Or two to three Celsius. <laughs>
1: um. Okay, it's kind of a kind of a porter, uh, ashy porter. Um. It's, there, it's
0: a little. It's not too ashy for me. I mean, the licorice is a big note in it, right? Where it's not so much roasty. There's some kind of baker's chocolate in there. I'm getting a licorice type character. Um, I'm pleased that this beer tastes fresh and so it's like unoxidized right. it it is canned so this would you know prep it for it's sea voyage pretty well
1: and I got it from a place that is not uh, that you know it was one of the top bottle shops in Philly so mm-hmm. I expect they do their homework
0: Their slogan on the neck of their can is beer, Engine Ooity. Oh. Engine Ooity.
1: So that second sip was a little bit more open than the first sip. Because, like I said, it got mostly just roasting, or just mostly just sort of astringency. Getting more roasty, more of the licorice is coming through than just plain astringency.
0: Are you, so I just took a sip. And I got kind of something that's a little more estery, I enjoyed. And it reminds me of like marshmallow fluff or something like that.
1: I can see that. Yeah. So it's a um it could be confused probably with chocolate, what you're what you're pointing out, but I think you are more correct that it's more of an estery note, kind of from the mm-hmm. east. So Hmm.
0: This is pretty enjoyable. I mean, you know, for a classic beer, you know, one of those old time imports that has been around forever. Yeah. This you know, sometimes I war, you know, I'm so conditioned that English imports like this are oxidized. You know, if I see a Samuel Smith's out there, like I'm like not gonna get it. And I'm so pleased that this one tastes fresh and and has
1: And there was no date on this. Mm-hmm. But I figured where I was getting it, I was in good hands. Uh, they mention here, ingredients, water, barley malt, oats, hops, and yeast. And, yeah, I can sort of, now that I'm thinking about it, I can sort of taste where the oats come in.
0: True sure thing. I like this. It's, it gives you a significant amount of flavor without yeah. being brash. Right. And this is pretty good. It, it's definitely exceeding my expectations. I was expecting a more ashy, sooty type porter.
1: I think there there is that ashy sootiness. I think it's there. Um, I think that if if you if you don't want that at all, then this is probably not a beer you want to get. Mm-hmm. But um, but I think it's it's well integrated with the rest of the beer and it's working.
0: That is the old engine oil from Haviston. How would you say that with a Scottish accent Oh
1: I don't (laughs) I wouldn't even begin to know how to try Well that's not true I can begin to know how to try
0: (laughs) We can all try Mm -hmm. And and fail horribly But
1: uh, do or do not As they say
0: (laughs) Alright so I picked up This beer on the way to Kelly's Island At a market district outside of Cleveland and this is from Four Strings Brewing Company out of Columbus. And this is Rectifier Double IPA. Comes in a pounder
1: can. Just four string, by the way, not
0: strings. Four string. Four string, okay. And it has like a
1: um, glass vacuum tube rectifier. thing. Rectifier. Well, yeah, I guess a rectifier. But. So when I think rectifier, I think of a device that turns AC into DC.
0: Yes. When I see four string with guitar necks and a ram's head, and i see this glass tube i'm guessing that there is something called a rectifier in a
1: in the amp, amp not a guitar yeah, amp right cuz you got to take ac from the wall
0: and right. turn it into dc and presumably those were done via vacuum tube at some point
1: i think that yeah especially larger amps because transistors don't can't deal with a huge amount of oh. amperage you can get you can get
0: expensive ones. bridge rect. Well, no bridge rectifiers can definitely handle things like that. It's the the guitar people.
1: Oh, like they the they like
0: sound it. of vacuum tubes. There's something more richer, you know. I don't want to put words into their mouths, but <laughs> I see. There's something about you know tube amps. Yes, and tube you know tube amps are sought after because of their feel
1: as opposed to icy. They, know, they don't waves. do so, yeah. One of the things about the um, transistors is transistors are fundamentally quantum, they give you square waves, whereas okay. rectifiers will give you, or not rectifiers, uh, uh, vacuum, vacuum tubes. tubes will give you more uh, gradients. So, if you were really listening to it really closely, you might be able to sort of hear a difference. Mm-hmm.
0: Has uh, kind of a a mix of citrus, you know, a little bit orangey or grapefruit, and then something that's a little piney on the aroma. This is 8.1% half of my volume. I picked up this beer. There were some beers at Giant Eagle that I didn't pick up because they were so old, but then I picked up this four pack and looked at the bottom, and it was canned on 615. Yeah, so a double IPA that is uh, nine days old. That's And I bought it last Sunday, <laughs> which was, what, uh, the 18th or 17th, something yeah. like that? So I bought like the day after it was canned. Not bad. It also has a bit of that kind of uh, lupulin-type smell, you know, that kind of... Uh, Zingy, burny, fresh hop type aroma. Getting a little bit of that in the back of my throat. I'm just smelling it, I haven't tasted it yet.
1: And I kind of feel the lupin depositing itself in the back of my throat. I see what you're saying. There there's so the color here is um yellowish uh, straw. A little bit hazy. Pretty hazy actually. I can see oh I can see gook in it. Gook, is it green gook? No. Uh gook. yellowish. I see gook, gook yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I see cooking it. Yum. That's the review. All right, so... Ooh,
0: lots of citra there. Yeah. Lots of malt, too, to back this thing up. You know, mm-hmm. there's kind of a, a, a... Probably mostly pale malt. You know, there's not too much caramel or roasty type... Or, you know, um, coffee type flavors to it. It's just mostly just malty... And then has a you know, nice balance with the hops and the
1: bitterness. A lot of orange right off the the top. Not a whole lot of grapefruit, except near the end, which is why I sort of went with Citra as opposed to mm-hmm. more traditional like Cascade. Sure. Um, there might be a little bit of Simcoe, but I'm guessing it's probably mostly Citra in here. Yeah, I think there's a little pininess, you know.
0: Can't not really pulling up a signature of any you know named hot, huh? right. but you know I would say you know potentially some Columbus or Cascade or uh, I'm mean, sorry, uh, Tomahawk. Sh- yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, like I said, it's not really loud enough for me to try to identify it other than you know Mm -hmm. some basic racial profiling of 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 families this one i I love the balance on this one i think the malt you know and the bitterness kind of just play together really well and makes this one pretty drinkable you know
1: for an eight percent beer yeah i am since we had the uh the hazy mofo i'm less uh less inclined to call this as drinkable as that one right um, right and you can taste some of the alcohol on it right where lazy mofo you really couldn't okay um you can taste that this is sort of eight percent i can feel it especially at the end i can feel a little bit of a just kind of a little vodka-ish kind okay of.
0: i i enjoy this one you yeah, know i'm going in with though some background, you know, mm. I've had three other ones of these came in a four pack. So I kind of know what I'm getting and, I, you know, I, I enjoyed three of them drinking it without, without the thinking part of it. But even now that I'm, I'm analyzing it, I, I still like the balance on this thing. You know, it's, it's just a good, well-rounded, dare I say, no, I don't know. I don't know what the adjective I want to use is, but, you know, I just like the balance on this double IPA. I like where it lands. Especially, you know, would I like something that's tropical better? Sure. I'd like something that's tropical yeah, better. Yeah, right. But for this one phase 1. 1.5 type beer, I think this is just really hitting it
1: out of the park for that, playing in that category. I I guess, but, I mean, I don't know if that, if... I. That doesn't impress me that much anymore. Like, if they were to do something sort of a classic Phase 1 IPA, then I'd be more interested. Whereas this... The way I would think about it, the weirdly, the way I'm thinking about it now is, like, somebody who could pitch uh, a, a really nice four-seam fastball, run really nice like, two-seam fastball, something like that. that. They would have been great in the 80s, but now... There. Yeah, I mean
0: now you got people doing
1: <laughs> sliders and move all types of ways and, mm-hmm. and crazy knuckle curves and crap like that. And so mm-hmm. it's like you're competing on a higher level. You can't bring this stuff to the to the game and expect to
0: Well maybe they were just playing in the over forty league or
1: something. Maybe
0: <laughs> I don't know. For this work, this works for me. And uh I'm trying to make sure that I'm not elevating my review because I drank this sitting on the beach. Watching my kids play in the water,
1: you know, I'm making sure that that's not part of my review. And I'm the fact that you mention it means it is. Is it? Well, yeah, because you immediately were able to bring up those those images. So.
0: I could have. I could have said I um, wanted to make sure I'm not reviewing. I'm not speaking of my memories of drinking this on vacation, but I wanted to be more poetic, so I brought up the the details.
1: Right, but you didn't say I. I want to yeah. think about drinking this while I'm trying to change my tire and it's raining. So it, <laughs> it's like there's it, definitely it could be there could be some
0: palate bleed from yeah. from the 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 joy that I had when I drank this. Otherwise, I guess you know it's just part of the human thing and we'll never really know but i i think the glass i'm drinking right now i'm enjoying but maybe it's because it's helping me remember my maybe like like
1: an amp it's it's bleeding into the rest of the sound yeah like a vacuum tube you know what i i'll give you that i'm gonna
0: sneeze here uh (laughs) excuse me i'll give you that that because i had this beer during a really cool time last week Mm mm-hmm that I might be more inclined to like the flavors because it's taking me There's back.
1: nothing wrong with it. I mean, me I know, clarify. but I I, I don't want to that's not this show.
0: Yeah, you know, so I'm trying to make sure I'm liking this based on what I'm tasting right now. But my taste buds might be screwing with me. My taste buds might be liking it more because <laughs> there's some chemicals in my brain that's saying this is good because You know, you're associating
1: it with with those other things. I mean, let's be clear. I'm not saying it was bad. It just, you were talking it up a bit much for what it is. I was just trying to be poetic for the radio. I thought that would.
0: Well, do you want to hear
1: Jeff be poetic more often? (laughs) How can they make me be poetic more often? Uh, Well, I. I really don't know, actually. Okay. Uh, that was, that was just my, my way of trying <laughs> we are, to say are We are
0: killing this show. Awkward segues and dead air. <laughs> uh, Want to
1: support more of this crap? Uh, I would understand if you did. But if you do, you can go oh. to slash Amazon. So we
0: can go about it this way. If you don't support us, we aren't going to stop. So you might as well support us because <laughs> it isn't going to make a difference either way. It's not going to stop this nonsense, this train, this crazy train wreck of a show. <laughs> That's why the show sucks so bad because I play crazy train. At the end well, of
1: the Ozzy Osbourne always puts, a, yeah, <laughs> you know, he puts a different perspective. It on It was things. a bad decision in hindsight. Well, let's bite off this bat and <laughs> finish up the show. Bite the head off this bat, I should say. Yes. And
0: uh, CrashBeerRadio.com/slash/Amazon. Do your shopping there. When you start your shopping session, go there craftyerradio.com/slash/amazon, and you know the rest. It doesn't cost you any more. It supports the show. Blah blah blah.
1: <laughs> okay, what's our final beer? This is one
0: you picked um, up. Yep. We don't get main beer company here in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> nope. So it's a rare treat when we find one. I had their red ale. A couple days ago on vacation, that was a tasty. Not a big fan of hoppy reds. That one worked. Okay. Maybe it's because I was on an island drinking it
1: during the greatest time of my life. You know, <laughs> I don't know. meat old Tom. It's a stout, six point five percent by volume. It uh, gotta get a rinse going. Has, it's coffee, dark chocolate aged on vanilla beans. It uh, uses U.S. magnum and centennial hops. The malts are American two-row chocolate, roasted barley, midnight wheat, caramel fouriel, and flaked oats.
0: Would we know if Tom is the regular version of their
1: stout or I don't think well, so. Um, here's the description they have. I think it was summer of 76, which is when I was born, by the way. I was five years old. So this guy's five years older than I am. And my Uncle Tom Came to paint our house It was in a tiny town Of Louisiana, Missouri On the mighty Mississippi River Where he would take me to troll The roadside ditches To gather one man's junk Beer cans And honor his (laughs) magnificent treasure His beer can collection And a spirit for fast cars Tough motorcycles And mean smiles We bring you mean old Tom And now you know the rest of the story This looks like more viscous than the old viscous.
0: (laughs) Old viscous, or the uh, old engine. So, this is old engine oil. Don't confuse this with Port Brewing's
1: old old
0: viscosity. Mean old Tom. Freeport, Maine.
1: Has a bit of... It's dark. I mean, it's black. It's... Mm -hmm. I can hold this up to the, to the light, and it's, it's essentially black. There's no highlights on this guy.
0: This beer is uh, a month and one day old, and it says drink within 90 days of the date stamped on the
1: bottle. So we're, we're in that range.
0: Even for something like Mean Old Tom, a stout aged on vanilla beans.
1: They want it fresh. They want you to have it fresh, for sure. They say, it's, but, uh, hey, do what's right. Drink this beer fresh, I say, at the bottom of the Mm -hmm. label.
0: That's good. I mean, I wonder how many people see that. Because if I was buying vanilla bean aged stout, I would throw this right in my cellar without even reading the label Mm -hmm. in many cases. So the aroma on this is kind of like the old engine oil. It's, uh, It's a bit of that kind of ashy Quarter stout aroma, a little sooty in the aroma. Uh, Baker's chocolate, kind of a dry cocoa. Mm -hmm. The vanilla beans is not apparent in the aroma for me yet.
1: Okay. Okay. Just need to
0: adjust. Has uh more of a roasty character. It it's surprisingly similar to the uh old engine oil to me. Uh take away the licorice and add some roast and really close in, in comparison. But that doesn't help people who aren't tasting, so let me take another sip here. I'm trying to determine if that's acetone or not. I'm not getting it. I, I know, I, see, I taste what you're tasting I, I taste what you're digging at it, For me it's not coming across as Nacetone type spoilage To me that is a combination of roast malts uh, Maybe the start of oxidation Vanilla beans mm. Things like that Does that help change what you're tasting or no? Not
1: really Okay Part part of it is we had that big acetone earlier, so oh. my tongue is kind of primed for it. Mm-hmm. But it's focusing on that, and okay. it's hard to to pull myself away from that. Womp womp womp. Any thoughts? Um,
0: I. I'm not noticing that I wouldn't dial in acetone Even looking for that oxidative type flavor That I think I'm tasting It's not really apparent But All that defending of the beer There's not much I'm excited about In this beer Yeah, it's
1: <laughs>
0: mean old Tom's gonna kick your ass <laughs> Um Yeah, it just Just it, it's a beer in the glass and there's really
1: It's not there's not much to say about it, unfortunately. I, I want Yeah I it's, wanted it's, more character. It's young.
0: less engaging than old engine oil to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Old Angino Gen- Old had that kind of... Maybe that's it. Old Angino had that kind of fresh, clean, bright flavor. Right. And this one has that oxidative character to it. <laughs> Vanilla beans are all but... Yeah, wasted indist- here. Ind- ind- yeah, they are wasted because... It's not really putting any noticeable, you know,
1: tint on the beer. I guess we rank. Oh, well, before we rank. All right, rank it. <laughs> what? <laughs> that do with anything? <laughs> well, we're in transition. Oh,
0: man, we are killing this show. <laughs> we should, We should enter this show for, like, the... Academy of Podcasters or whatever that thing is there there's another award thing that's different from the podcast awards. the Academy of Podcasters or something like that, and they'll actually do kind of like how the uh, beer journalists like you can enter a specific you know set of work and they'll judge it. Mm-hmm. We should enter the show and see what they think.
1: Okay, go ahead, Jeff. How'd you rank?
0: All right, so my least favorite beer of the night. It's probably gonna be mean old tom. It's uh it's a porter, stout something. Slightly oxidized at thirty day thirty-one days. Right. And or thirty-two days I guess. Uh, I don't know. Vanilla bean is missing. And it is what it is. Uh, let's see. Next place. I will put the um einstock, the, yeah the einstock it was uh it was fine, but it was kind of you know old school pale ale kind of flavors, and like I think of something like Sierra Nevada, you know, where it's a fine beer. Greg had a little time, you know, hard time tuning into it at first. But for me, I was tuned in, and it's it's fine. It was, if anything, it's kind of a little uh, diminutive version of Sierra Nevada's pale ale, where the flavors were kind of muted. In right fourth place, I'll put the Kansas KC Beer Company Dunkel. Um, Good bottle. It was a lot better than the Bad Bottle. Right. But it still wasn't, you know, like when I'm thinking of a good Dunkel, it, it still wasn't there. I'm kind of blanking
1: on why, though. I can't. It it had, remember it had the end bitterness that you
0: didn't like? Oh, that's it. Yeah, that kind of, where it was almost like a porterized Dunkel. Right. That, that kind of took me out of the game for sure. Uh, third place, I'm going to put Old Engino, or, yeah, Old Engino from Havasdan Brewery. Um, uh, that beer is the one that exceeded my expectations by far. I really, uh, enjoyed that beer. And the can probably helped it survive the journey, but it, it tasted fresh. And I, I dug it. I'm going to put the Rectifier from Four String in second place. I, uh... I just like the balance on that beer. I think it's a well put together package, you know, for that, you know, version one point five, you know, kind of classic hops, maybe with some citrus in there, but you, you know, not, not straight up, you know, old school double IPA. And then I'm gonna put the lazy mofa from Brew Kettle because that was just so drinkable when got the delicious mango type flavours in there as well.
1: I am very similar in my rankings. Uh, sixth place, main, Fifth place, Einstock. Mostly because, like I said, with the Einstock, and kind of follows through this main one. Where's the beer? Mm-hmm. Right? What, where's, where's what I'm supposed to be tasting? Right. Um, it. I mean, the, I get some aftertaste now, but that's it. It doesn't really overwhelm me, especially a, a beer that you know. Goes all out in presentation, the bottle and you know, the the label and stuff. It kind of right. points to the very understated in the label, which points to you sort of expecting more out of the beer and sort of I mean
0: that's Maine's labels. They're black on white.
1: Right. Small
0: type. Most most of the label is white paper. Mm-hmm. And that's what you expect from Maine, but you also expect pretty high quality because Maine comes at a pretty high price point. Yeah. I don't know if you remember what this bottle cost. Like how much this It
1: wasn't is. as much as the Paradox. Right. But it's probably in the seven or eight dollar range. Probably. Well that's better than I would've expected. I would have expected fifteen to eighteen. Oh no, no, no? it wasn't that okay. much. No. no. The Paradox so, was twenty. Yeah, some of their beers come at pretty high price points. Okay. Um Casey next, I agree with you. The Casey beer, the Dunkel. I I, I thought that the Dunkel was fine, but um, I agree with Jeff that it was off style. Uh, I'm going to put the the four string in third place and the harvest down in second place. Sure. Um, I you know I just like the harvest down a little bit better. And in the first place, yeah, that brew kettle was the best beer of the night. No show. Excellent. Got any more for this crazy train?
0: Uh you know. I, I did. Here it is. so anyway craft beer radio thanks for well before i get into that i gotta thank everyone for listening to this train wreck this crazy train wreck of a show mm. craft beer radio is released under the creative commons license you can visit craft radio.com's website for more information if you would like to contact us you can hit us up uh, at <laughs> via email beer at craftbeerradio.com on twitter i'm at jeff bear i like Greg likes turtles at CBR Greg and at craft beer radio for the account. We both monitor and uh, we'll let uh, the bluegrass guys at uh, iron horse. Take us out. But that's how it goes.